does your vision for your life and the vision for your money align together? Mm -hmm. When you have a vision, then you have alignment. When you have alignment, then you can move forward. And I say that is the foundation for everyone when you, when it comes to money. It's not, do you have a six-figure job? It's not, do you make a million dollars a year? It's not how much debt you have. It's what's the vision. When you have a vision, we can build on top of that and we can go to the next step on whatever step that is. Welcome to Business with Purpose. I'm your host, Molly Stillman. And this show is all about bringing you the stories behind the brands, the companies, and the small businesses that are changing the world. Each week, I get to sit down with an incredible entrepreneur, business owner, community leader, nonprofit director, speaker, author, painter, activist, or just an incredible person who is trying to make a positive impact, not only through their personal life, but also with their career. My goal each week is to show you the listener that whatever you do, wherever you are, you can make an impact. My guest this week is Anthony O'Neill. He is a number one national best-selling author. He's helped over 250,000 people set out on a path toward a debt-free life with his chart-topping book, Debt-Free Degree. He has reached over 15 million people in 15 different countries through his podcast called The Table, where he just keeps it real, relevant, and relatable. Apart from teaching others how to obtain mental, spiritual, and financial freedom, Anthony's mission is to also help singles maximize their single season with both intention and grace. When he is not interviewing experts and thought leaders on his popular YouTube channel, you can find Anthony golfing or on an adventure with his beautiful all-black German shepherd, Raven. I was so excited to sit down with Anthony. I have followed his journey for quite some time. And it turns out we have kind of a lot in common. And it was just, he was so, so good. I mean, he went from being homeless and deep in debt to being a personal finance expert and the CEO of his own company. He is just an incredible person. He's an incredible human being. He's funny. He's relatable. And you are going to absolutely love this episode. So without further ado, on to my conversation with Anthony O'Neill. I am so pumped to have Mr. Anthony O'Neill. Can I call you Mr.? I don't know why that that's hey. how I chose to introduce you. <laughs> you can call me whatever you want to call me. <laughs> I'm so excited to have Anthony O'Neill on the show today. Anthony, welcome. Oh, man, Molly, thank you so much for having me on. I'm, I've been looking forward to this. This is going to be awesome. Let's just kick it right off. And I'm going to have you give me the Anthony 101. So tell us who you are, what you do, and how you got to where you are today. Oh, man, that's a long story, but Mala, I keep it uh, short, sweet and simple for you. You know, some people call me AO, uh, short for Anthony O'Neill, and I am just a man who's passionate about teaching people how to get out of debt, teaching people how to build wealth and really uh, have a special message in my heart for single people, really how to maximize their single season. Mm -hmm. uh, and so. I grew up in a very strong Christian faith home, right? I have a Christian background. I have four loving parents, two biological parents and two step parents. And I really hate that term step because my my other parents are dope parents and they love me like, like I was theirs. And so um, growing up, man, I couldn't go to like, I couldn't go to dances, Molly. I couldn't go to, uh, I couldn't do a lot of different things, man. You know, it, it was, if it wasn't school and if it wasn't church, I couldn't do it. Mm. And so we had two important conversations growing up. And one of them was, you know, hey, if you get pulled over by the police, this is what you do. Call mom and dad. And here's the other one. Here's how to get into heaven. Never had a conversation about money. Never had a conversation about wealth. Never had a conversation about, you know, how to really be successful in life. It was mm. just church and school. 
So when I graduated high school, I'm a free man. I'm like, man, bump the church, bump God. I'm about to go do me. I'm about to go have my own little life. And unfortunately, I racked up about $35,000 in debt within a matter of like five to six months of me graduating high school, kicked out of college for making a bad decision, homeless by the age of 19 years old because my parents wouldn't let me come back home because they were disappointed in some of the decisions that I made. And their perspective was like, hey, since you think you're a grown man, you got to live with those consequences uh, of the choices that you made. And so at the age of 19, I'm homeless, uh, contemplating suicide. Um, I am blaming everyone else but myself. And I quickly realized during that season that uh, the caliber of my current president at that time was determined by the choices that I made in my past. And that if I was going to change the caliber of my future, then I need to change the choices that I was making during my present. And so I did just that. You know, wow. I changed the choices, um, you know, uh, got back on my Christian walk. And then honestly, I just said, you know what? I'm, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of living paycheck to paycheck. I'm sick and tired of impressing people who didn't have my back when I really needed them. And so uh, I went out there and got three jobs, got out of debt and really said, you know what? Hey, I'm going to take this message and teach it to people who look like me uh, and people who want to hear this message. You know, there's two kind of ways when it comes to money. When I look at it, people who want to use OPM, other people's money and people who just want to remain debt free. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing my research on who's out there teaching what I want to learn and what I want to rock with. And uh, man had the opportunity to run into Dave Ramsey and learn his uh, particular wisdom and knowledge around finances. And man, I jumped on his plan. The next thing you know, I'm on his team for eight years, traveling around wow. the world with him and, and helping people get out of debt, helping people build wealth. And then just recently transitioned out to do it on my own. Um, and man, that's just my heart. My heart and passion is to share my message, share my story. Um, I'm, I'm 37 years old. I'll be 38 this year and I'm completely debt free. The only debt I have is a mortgage payment. And I just want to teach people, you know, it's possible. You can have your dream life, your dream house, your dream car, your dream lady, your dream man, your dream kids uh, without racking up debt. Uh, but we got to maximize the season that we're in and we got, we got to take debt off of the table. So that's a little bit about me, my story, and my journey. Okay. So <laughs> you... Your story is so similar to mine. It's a little bit terrifying. Um, it's like a little, it's a little bit terrifying. Um, I'm 36. I'll be 37 in August. Uh, so we're close in age. I mean, obviously some differences. I didn't, I didn't grow up in a like real strict Christian home. My parents were Irish Catholic. You know what I mean? Mm. So like, uh, it was just a, di it was a different, and my, like, let me just say, and my dad listens to my show sometimes. I had the most amazing parents, the most amazing Absolutely. parents. Um, but like all parents, not everybody, they weren't perfect and that's okay. Right. Um, and very similarly, did not talk about money. There just yeah. really wasn't a, a discussion about money. I knew that we were poor. <laughs> I knew money was tight, but they kept a lot of that from me and, mm. um, and didn't really teach me about money management. Fast forward a couple years. I'm uh, less than a year out of college and I was $36,000 in consumer credit card debt. And I had wow. made some really poor financial decisions, realized that I needed to get out of that debt and that I had gotten myself into trouble. And the only person that could get me out was me. Mm -hmm. Long story short, I get saved. I come to know Jesus. I pick up four jobs to get out of yep. debt and yeah. uh, eventually became debt-free. And to this day, my husband and I, we are both debt-free with the exception of our mortgage. Um, my husband's actually a financial advisor. So it's so funny how similar there, there are so many really similar, like even the fact that you were $35,000 in debt, I was $36,000 in debt. Like it's just a really similar uh, story. Um, <laughs> and just kind of, we, we got there different ways, but like, um, you know, and, and we both learned like, 
all right, we made these mistakes, got to learn from our mistakes. These are consequences, uh, which I feel like is like what I tell my kids all the time is like, you made that mistake. There's going to be a consequence. Um, But then having this mindset of like, it doesn't have to be that way. And then not repeating the things that we were taught as kids and and all those kinds of things and, and having conversations with other people like, it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. And so I'm interested and I want to dive into this because I know that we're going to kind of talk about this, but almost like how we approach these really similar topics from different, like, you know, me being um, a married woman with kids and you being single, um, how both of those things that they're not better or worse, but just different. And then how you can approach finances in whatever season you're in, whether you're single, you're married, you're dating, uh, you know, whatever that looks like. Anyway, I realized I just kind of rambled there. I just was like so amazed at how similar yeah. our stories were. Uh, that's just crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I think that um, when you really step back, right, and you really look at it, everything starts with a foundation. Mm-hmm. So whether you're married, whether you're single, no matter where you are, everything starts at a foundation. So I always tell people when it comes to your money, and how you approach finances, what foundation have you laid down? Yeah. OK, what is your vision? What do you desire? Uh, why do you desire what you desire? And then how are you going to get to where you want to go? And so I tell everyone, if you're approaching finances, whether you're married, cool, great. You and your spouse need to sit down and have a conversation. What's the vision? Mm-hmm. If you're single, you need to sit down and, and, and ask yourself, OK, what's the vision? Where do I want to go? What do I want to do? And here's what I realized, Molly. A lot of people don't know how to write a vision for their life. Yeah. A lot of people don't know what it what it what it means to sit down and sit here and say, OK, hey, what's the vision? A lot of people think, OK, the vision is to get a house. That's not the vision. Mm-hmm. You know, the vision is single people. I would, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. That's not the vision. You know, the vision goes down to your core. Mm. The vision goes down to, well, why do you want to be a doctor? Why do you want to build a home? Uh, your vision gets down so deep into you that when you start thinking about your vision, when you start thinking about your why, it gets you emotional. And when it gets you emotional, you get a little, you get a little bit of tears coming out. Little verklempt. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And then that pushes you to keep going. And so I tell everyone, start with this, write a vision for your life and then have a vision for your money. Those are two different things. A vision for your life is, hey, I'm going to be debt free so I can build wealth, so I can leave legacy for my kids, kids, kids. Cool. Great. Does that coincide? Does that uh, match the vision, a.k.a. budget for your money? Okay. Mm -hmm. if you're saying I want to be debt free, cool. Are you budgeting every month and allocating funds to pay off your debt? Let's say if you're out of debt and you're on to the second part of your vision for your life, which is to start building wealth. Cool. Great. Does your budget show that you are putting money into investments, putting money into a 401k, into a Roth IRA? Does it show that? Does your vision for your life and the, and the vision for your money align together? Mm-hmm. When you have a vision, then you have alignment. When you have alignment, then you can move forward. And I say that is the foundation for everyone when, you, when it comes to money. It's not... Do you have a six figure job? It's not, do you make a million dollars a year? It's not how much debt you have. It's what's the vision. When you have a vision, we can build on top of that and we can go to the next step on whatever step that is. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting that you say that because, you know, just in in my particular line of work, but then also, you know, being married to a financial advisor. And sometimes I'll hear him talk about some of the stories that, you know, of, of his clients. And he said, it's just fascinating to him. Like he has some clients who make astronomical amounts of money that are just like just uh, absurd how much money some of these people make. 
And he's like, and what frustrates him is like, they spend so much money without thinking. And so he's like, they're earning all this money and they have like nothing to show for it. They've got nothing, Mm. barely anything saved for retirement. They are, you know, they have an absurd car payment. That's just like, why do you have this car payment when you make all this money? Like you don't need to be driving around this hundred thousand dollar car with a, you know, $10,000 a month uh, car payment or whatever it is and all this interest. Like, why are you spending all this money on, on, you know, this, this and that. And like, you haven't put anything in your kid's college. You haven't put anything here. You haven't, and you're not in debt, but you also, it's like, you're just going about, you know what I mean? Meanwhile, he has some clients who, uh, like he's got this one client who's been working in the same job for like 40 years. He makes, you know, less than six figures a year, but he and his wife, they're just, they're real frugal. They live in the same house they've always lived in. They drive a 20 year old car like they, but they live within their means and they have like $8 million saved for retirement. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So then, Mm -hmm. but he's like, then what happens is then that person, like they just can't retire because they can't imagine what they're going to do with their life when they're not working. And then they have all this money saved for retirement, millions of dollars saved for retirement that they're just, They're never going to touch in retirement because they can't break those habits, which is not a bad thing. But he's like, it's just so interesting to me how you'll have these people who you say, oh, well, that guy has made $65,000 a year for, you know, the better part of 40 years, you know, you know, with inflation. And he's got millions of dollars saved. Meanwhile, you've got this guy over here who's in his mid 30s making a half a million dollars a year and has nothing to show for it. And like what drastically different approaches to finances. And he said, sometimes I just like, as an advisor, I just like banging my head against a wall. Like, <laughs> do you hear what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> do you yeah, want to take my advice? Um, and, but that really speaks to that idea of this. What is your foundation for your money? What is the vision for your money? And how do you, how do you really set that up in a way that, uh, where you can live free? Mm. Right. Here's the thing. It goes back to that vision. And again, when I when I meet and counsel people like that. Right. I remember I met a guy similar to what your husband was saying was I met a guy who made a million dollars a year, but he lives paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. But then I know several school teachers, like your husband said, who make fifty thousand dollars a year, have two, three million dollars sitting in their 401ks and their Roth IRAs and all their investment accounts. And people frown upon them like, oh, they're not making a lot of money. But here's the thing. They had a vision Mm -hmm. and they stuck to the plan to get to their vision. And I think that for me, it's man. a lot of people focus on the income when your income is your number one wealth building tool. But I really do believe there's something before that. It's the plan for the income that you have. That is your truly wealth building tool. And you stick to that plan. So I always tell people, man, all day long, you know, I follow the Dave Ramsey principles when it comes to the baby steps, you know, get out of debt, fully funded emergency fund. And then it's simple. Invest 15 percent of your income. Mm -hmm. Bottom line. I mean, that's easy. If you make a million dollars, invest 15 percent. If you make fifty thousand dollars, invest 15 percent. If you make ten million dollars, invest 15 (laughs) percent. It's it's easy. And if you just follow the plan. You're going to be wealthy. But the problem is people think, well, because I make a half a million dollars, I need I need the Bentleys. Well, listen, mm-hmm. I'm not knocking that. If if you make a half a million dollars, you ain't got no debt and you're investing, go get the Bentley. Just save for it and pay for it cash. Why mm-hmm. sit there and pay interest, like you said, and have a ten thousand dollar car note, a five thousand dollar car note? No, man, just stack up your money. 
pay cash for it as long as you have the foundation covered. Mm -hmm. As long as you are investing, as long as your kids are taken care of, as long as your bills are paid, and as long as you're living within your means. Man, listen, you can honestly afford a Bentley, a Rolls Royce at a half a million dollars, you know, Mm -hmm. because when you really look at it, if you have no debt, you can do that. The problem is where you can't afford it is that you're you're putting all of your money into material things, but then now you have nothing invested. Yeah. And so I I always tell people, follow a proven plan. Mm -hmm. When you follow the proven plan, you can do it. You know, I have a real nice car, real nice car, (laughs) but I waited. Yeah. And, and, and I saved because I wanted to make sure that I had my foundation cover. Yeah. And so, you know, and then I think, too, you know, one of the things, Molly, that I love about this, right, is I want people to see, you know, some people who know what, what I drive, you know, they, they, they're like, oh, man, that's just too much money. Well, listen, everyone has the right. I think financial freedom gives you options. It right. gives you choices. I don't have to do what you, Molly, say you you think I should do. And you, Molly, don't have to do what I think you should do. It's we worked hard to get out of debt to do what we want to do. Whether that's go buy a vacation home for you and your kids. And one of my friends plays in the NFL, right? And he makes a whole whole lot of money. Yeah. Oh, oh. and his house, smaller than mine. Yeah. Doesn't drive a big end car. But check this out. He'll spend $100,000 on a vacation for his family. Yeah. Two times a year. Yeah. And he was like, I work hard so I could do what I want to do. I value experiences with my family. Mm. So I'm going to spend $100,000 to take my family of six to Greece. So my kids at 12 and at 15 can experience something that I didn't experience. Mm. So I have no problem spending that kind of money on that. Well, for me as a single man, I'm not spending $100,000 on a vacation. (laughs) You know, so I think for me, Get the vision, get on a proven plan, live within your means, get out of debt, invest 15%. When you do that, you go do what you want to do and experience life the way you want to experience life. And don't be ashamed of it and don't allow people to tell you what you shouldn't do as long as your foundation is covered. Yeah. That's just my thoughts. And I think it, it absolutely, I completely agree. And I think also understanding like so much of it is mindset based, obviously. It's just like the two examples of the people that we were talking about is like you have the one couple that just makes so much money and just spends and spends and spends versus like kind of an old school couple who probably like, you know, parents were great depression era and like they just don't spend any money. And that's just it's just a mindset thing. And not it's not necessarily or it's really, I think, seeing money as a tool. Money yeah. is a tool. It's not money's not, you know, inherently bad. It's not inherently good. It's a tool and it's how you use it and what the mindset you have um, in your approach to your finances, whether you're married, whether you're single, like you said, that having that foundation, having that vision for your money that then can be a tool to if you've got no debt, you've, you know, you've got, uh, you know, you're investing, you're, you're giving, you're generous. And then, yeah, you want to save that money and go buy yourself a Bentley or you want to go buy yourself a, a you know, a Tesla or, what, or whatever it is. Whatever. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Do it. You know, for my husband and I, like we, uh, you know, our dream was to buy land and, and start a farm. And so that was what we did. And so we, uh, we moved to our farm um, about a year ago and like, Every single day we wake up and we just go, man, but we lived Mm. very differently uh, for many years, saving and saving and saving um, so that when the right place came around, we could jump on it. And I know had we not had the mentality and the vision for our finances, we wouldn't have been able to do that. Um, It's just it's so important. 
And uh, I love that that's something that you you really dig into uh, with people. And so kind of similarly, uh, digging into finances, and you we alluded to this a little bit at the beginning, is this idea of digging into uh, really speaking to single people, because um, mm-hmm. that's your heart is really for uh, people that are in their single season and, and how f- they can maximize that single season to really get to where they want to be foundationally so that when they come to a relationship, possibly if that's in the cards for them, that they're in a different place. Um, You know, when my husband and I got together, like I was still getting out of debt, but like he was 24 and had already bought his first house. Like he'd put 20% down, like all this kind of stuff. I know. And so I was, I mean, that's a reason I love him. I'm just saying. Uh, But, you know, he was really good with money. I was not. And um, we learned to to kind of balance each other out, so to speak. I don't know if that's really the really the right thing, but you know, he came into from his single season prepared financially. Yeah. I was yeah. not. I had some work to do, but I was really determined to not bring any of my debt into the marriage. Um, and so I, I I worked my butt off to make sure that mm. that that didn't happen. So anyway, so can you speak to that? Can you speak to why this is something that you're really uh, passionate about, and also the fact that you've uh, just launched a course on this exact yeah, topic, and you know why, what it's all about, who it's for, yeah. like such as. Yes. Man, I'm grateful, man. Yeah, you're right. Yesterday, uh, we just launched um, and opened up my singles community. And it's a course, but it's really a community. Um, and the reason why I felt led to do this is because as a single man, I'm always asked by married people or I'm always asked by other friends, like, why are you still single? And it frustrates me because I'm like, I really want to ask them, like, yo, you're, they'd be like, Anthony, you're young, you're handsome, you're successful, you're debt free. Like, what's wrong with you? And I want to be like, well, what's wrong with you? Why are you still married? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think for me, it was, man, we always push single people to the ring. We mm-hmm. always push that single woman to rush uh, getting married so she doesn't have to freeze her eggs so she can have kids. We mm-hmm. always rush single people to go get the bag. But what I've really learned is, man, we're rushing all these single people to get married. And then we're making single people feel bad for being single when they hit a certain age. But no one's really saying to that single person, how are you doing? Mm. How how are you growing spiritually? How are you growing mentally? Have you seen a therapist? Uh, What are you working on in your single life to maximize and to steward this single season well? So when you do get that job promotion, you're ready for it. So when when that partner of yours does come, you're ready for that partner. When that million dollars does come, it's on a solid foundation. And so for me, I've, I've done a lot of research, man. I, I see a lot of people focus on married people, which is great. Married people need help. They need wisdom. They need counsel. Then we have a lot of people focus on our kids and high schools and stuff like that. But there really wasn't something in the middle that, of that transition season from high school to uh, married into adult life. And everything that's for singles was about how to get that high value man, you know, how to get that husband, how to get that wife. And you know, go get the bag, get into this get rich quick scheme thing. I was like, man, no one's really ministering to us and really talking to us about, hey, here's how you become successful. Here's how you build a solid foundation. And so Molly, I mean, I've, I've built a great life. I mean, I've, I've, I've learned a lot. I've experienced a lot. And for me, I really wanted to, to help my single brothers and sisters like, yo, listen, we all want to get married. Uh, that's great. But let's, let's not not maximize this situation. You know, we're single. We don't have the responsibility of another human being in our house right now. Yeah. So let's steward this well. And so I came up with a course 
um, called The Singles Blueprint, Eight Pillars to Maximize Your Single Season, Gain and Write Clarity When It Comes to Your Vision, and to really start building a legacy now. And I'm really walking through the eight pillars that I focused on when it comes to my single life. These are eight pillars that God has given me. He gave this to me about maybe eight years ago. And he said, hey, focus on these eight things. And as you get married, as you get elevated, as you walk into different rooms, these eight pillars are going to make you a better individual. Mm. Has really nothing to do with money. Has nothing to do with finding the right him or her. It's about how do you become the best you. So when you do get the money, so when you do get on your debt-free journey, so when you do meet her or him, you're a stronger, wiser, better individual. And so I'm excited um, about it. You know, it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, it's a community. Um, it's my first time opening up a community because I'm a little nervous, Molly. I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I'm giving, I'm only allowing 2,000 people to come inside the program, right? And it's 497 bucks, but you get me for eight weeks. You're going to get uh, my cell phone number. You'll be able to text me. You'll be able to call me. Uh, you're going to get my direct email. Um, and for eight weeks, you'll get a whole course. And then I have other friends of mine that's going to really come in every Tuesday. We're going to log on and we're going to all get on here together on Zoom. And we're going to have a heart to heart conversation and dig in deep. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about I have one of my good friends. I don't know, I don't know if you know her. She's a great person to come on your show if you haven't had her. But Terry Egeoma, she's a mm -hmm. single 37 year old woman who makes about thirty five million dollars a year. Woo! And so she's going to come in and talk about, hey, here's how I'm maximizing my single season. Here's how I'm building wealth as a single person. But she's not focused on a husband. She's like, yo, I just I'm using my gifts and my talents and I'm serving people. You know, we're going to really walk through and dive deep into how do you become successful? And I'll tell you, Molly, man, uh, uh, my team is a little upset with me. Not really upset. They're a little disappointed because it's like, yo, this is like a $2,000 course. You're giving it away for 400 bucks, like direct access to you for that long. And I'm like, absolutely, because this is a test. It's a trial because I'm going to use these 2000 people to when I launch it again in August. Yeah, we're definitely going up in price. But I just really want to just build a community and I'm building a singles community and we're going to have a big conference next year with all single people. And it's not going to be about him or her. It's going to be like, yo, listen, here's how we maximize this season mm. and here's how we build wealth. Here's how we start businesses. But it starts with us and what we're doing on the inside of us. And so I'm excited about it. Um, and um, it's a heart of mine that I think more people need to focus on single people. Uh, because, you know, if we could be better individuals and steward this season correctly, I think the the divorce rate will go down. Because mm -hmm. if you put two people together who maximize their single season, well, they'll make a better decision about entering into that marriage. And that marriage has a better chance of surviving. Mm -hmm. And that's my goal. Man, that's so good. Well, I will, um, for the listeners and anybody who might be interested in that, I'm going to have all the information on how you can uh, sign up for the course. Uh, obviously, follow Anthony, uh, you know, check out his podcast, The Table. He's got a YouTube channel. He has got just all the things. Uh, I mean, he, yeah, I'm, I love it so much. I'm going to take a quick break from my chat with Anthony to thank our partner of the show, and that's Mama Suds. Are you looking to clean up your household cleaning products this year? Mama Suds is here to help. The best way is to simply start with one product. 
Every time you run out of a specific cleaning product, just replace it with a non-toxic one. Or another tip is to purchase a product that just has multiple uses. The Mama Suds collection has so many multi-use products like the Castile soap, the toilet bombs, the multi-purpose household cleaner. Their blog has a ton of great tips and a Castile soap recipe you can print off and make your own effective household cleaners. You can give them a try at mamasuds.com. That's M-A-M-A-S-U-D-S.com. And don't forget to use the coupon code Molly for 15% off your order. Now back to my chat with Anthony. I want to talk really quickly um, and go back uh, to, to a point that you were talking about at the beginning when you were just introducing yourself and you were talking about your story and you know, you grew up in this, um, you know, in a great Christian household, you have, um, you know, incredible parents and, um, but you know, that there wasn't talk about money. And so you, you did make mistakes, very similar to me. Um, and just how you went from, uh, you know, kind of growing up in that, in that environment to then finding yourself in debt, being homeless to now being a personal finance expert and, and CEO of a, of a incredible company. Uh, you know, your your life has been a roller coaster. Um, and so much of it, I think, is goes back to that other thing we were talking about, which is this this shift in mindset. And um, what was it for you when you was there a rock bottom moment? Hmm. What was hmm. it the thing that for you that affected that mindset shift and and began the work? Because it doesn't happen overnight, but there is always a catalyst. I know for me, because it happened to me is I had a rock bottom moment. I ended up having a panic attack in my room uh, when I realized that I couldn't even make the minimum payments on my credit card bills and that wow. I was more I was more in debt than I made in a year. Mm. My Good sal- God. My, right? And so it was that moment that I went, oh, well, something's got to change. And so that began the process of me shifting my mindset. So what what was that for you? What did that look like? I, mean, I think the main thing for me, there was two big instances, and I and, and I would definitely say this one I hardly talk about as much, only because it was more of a mental shift, right? For me, it was, of course, I had the season when I was in the back of my car and I was homeless. And I remember one time I had to really shower. I had to I had to take a bath with Dawn Dis detergent and a bucket of water in the back of my car. And that was a low point. Uh, but I, I, I will I will really remember this. This was a point where I said, I'm done. It's um, every Friday in Oceanside, California, uh, we would wash our cars and we would go to the pier and we would all park all of our cars on the pier. So all the ladies, all the people can see us. And on this one particular day, my bank account was negative one hundred and thirty two dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and I washed my car. I remember asking my mom and dad for some gas money uh, just so I can make it to the beach. And I washed my car. That's when we, you, you put Dawn and you washed the car with Dawn, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was funny. Um, and we went out there and I picked up my boy and, I, and we literally were trying to find money to get something to eat like McDonald's. So we got something to eat at McDonald's, pulled up at the Oceanside Pier. My car is super clean. I had 22 inch chrome wheels still spinning when they stopped. Mm-hmm. And I remember all of our friends were pulling in in Mercedes, BMWs, Range Rovers, Lexuses. Um, you name it, just pulling in these real nice cars with these big old sound systems in the back of it. And we're sitting there, man, and and it just hit both of us. Like, yo, my account is negative. Me and you just figured out how to rack up money just to get a double cheeseburger from McDonald's. And we're sitting here and we see all of our friends pull in with these big, nice cars. But we know he lives at home with his mom in the mom's basement, doesn't even have a bed, sleeps on a blow up bed. Man, he lives at home with like five other people in the same house and they're all sharing bunk beds. 
And he lived with his old lady. And all of us look like we have money, mm. but we're broke. We're driving these expensive cars and these real nice cars at 20 years old, at 19 years old, but we're broke. Mm. We, I, got, I got wheels that are worth more than my own life. Mm. I have a sound system in the back of my car that sounds great, but that I have more in this car than I have more in, than I have in my bank account. And that was the moment that I told my boy, CEO, I'm going home. I didn't see him again for about maybe two years. Mm. I didn't see half of my friends again for two years because I said, no, bump it. I'm getting a job, not just a job, but I'm getting jobs. And I want to have money, not just look like money. I lost a lot of friends during that season, Molly. And I said, I refuse to live paycheck to paycheck again. I refuse to have more in my car than I have in my bank account. Mm. I, I refuse to look like I have money. I honestly want to have money. And that was my point. That was the, the turning point when I realized that, yeah, I looked a certain way, but I wasn't. It goes down to that statement that a lot of people hear, fake it until you make it. Mm -hmm. And I changed my mindset to make it until you make it. Just make it on a level, steward the, steward the level in the season that you're in. And then when you get to the next level, steward the heck out of that one as well. Yeah. And live on that level. Don't be on one level and living like you're 10 levels ahead because it's only hurting you. That was my turning point. Man, thank you for sharing that. I'm curious, you know, you have over the last eight years, you know, especially working uh, with Dave Ramsey and, uh, and, you know, now and obviously hosting the podcast that you host and, uh, you know, your YouTube channel, you've talked to people all the, all the time from all different uh, kind of across the spectrum. And I know just from the little, you know, the little bit of research and, and interviews I've heard sometimes is like when you talk to people, especially that maybe are stuck in that mindset of wanting to live outside of their means or not talk about money, like we're just not going to talk about it because, uh, you know, like out of sight, out of mind. Um, how many people live like that? Is there a common thread that you see in the mindset of those people or or not. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not even sure, like I'm hundred percent sure what I'm asking. I think it's just, I'm so fascinated by this because again, that's, that's my story. I saw it in yours and I hear it all the time when my husband talks about some of his clients, like, is there a common thread and it, what can we be doing as people, maybe within our own family units, within our, you know, friend communities to be having some of these conversations that, you know, maybe could change somebody's life um, and, and their mindset and their view on using money as a tool and, and finances. I don't know. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, I think that one of the most common mindsets that I meet, uh, that I come across within like my particular tribe, right, is that debt is normal. Mm, yeah. That, yeah. that everyone's going to do this. This is normal. So I'm, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And no one wants to be uncomfortable and be unnormal, if that makes sense. Oh, that's absolutely. proper grammar. You know, no one wants to be the weird one. No one really wants to stand out. Everyone wants to say, oh, cool. Everyone else is doing this. So I'm just going to do it. And I just, I refuse to be that guy. And I refuse to teach that within my brand. I don't want my tribe, my followers to be normal. Yeah. I want them to be unique. I want them to be special. I want them to stand out. I want them to have freedom. I want them to um, have options. And so one of the most common mindsets that I am breaking right now in, in my current, current tribe is you don't have to be normal. You can be different. And when you're different, you're making a difference. And so that's one of the main things that I'm really seeing within you know, new people who come into my tribe is 
Well, everyone has a credit card. Okay, cool, great. If you have a credit card, uh, are you carrying a balance? Are, are, you, are you paying interest? Are you, are you in debt? Uh, because here's the philosophy, and, and, and a lot of people get surprised when I say this, but it's true. You know, one of my mentors, um, he has a credit card and um, he pays it off every week. He doesn't carry a balance, right? So I do believe that there are people in the world who can have a credit card and steward it well. But the majority of the world cannot do that. Mm -hmm. And so I teach to the majority, not to the minority. And I'm like, hey, we got to shift your mindset. Just because you see them doing it doesn't mean you can do it. And so uh, that's just one thing that I'm doing is really breaking that mindset. And, and I'm, seeing, um, I'm seeing change. I'm seeing hope. I'm seeing freedom happen within our community. Man, I, I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. And I, uh, I love the work you're doing. And I love that you saw this void, especially speaking to people um, who are in that single single season. And right. I have some, I mean, some of my dear friends are in their single season. And like, I just, I'm going to be sending them your way. Because <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it, it, that is, it's, you know, there's stuff for married people, there's stuff for people who want to get married and not, but really focusing on how do you maximize that single season? How do you really you know, build that, that vision for your finances, um, yeah. so that you can see money as a tool. And, um, that creates generational change that creates it legacy. It's, it's powerful. That's powerful. All right, Anthony, uh, I could have you on for a long time, so, but we're going to transition to the get to know you round. Uh, okay. so are you ready for the get to know I'm you? ready. All right. Yeah. Question number one is what is your current guilty pleasure? Oh man. Guilty pleasure. Um, it's kind of like uh, street racing, drag racing. I take one of my cars and I go to the track and I just love going 150 miles per hour. That is awesome. Yeah. That is yeah, awesome. My <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. Okay. What makes you laugh the hardest? Bad boys. Oh, like the movie? The movie. Yes. yes. Okay. It is. I crack up laughing every time. I could watch it every day and I will crack up laughing the same way. Bad Boys 2 is one of my all time favorite movies. I love oh, it I love so it. much. The scene when uh, <laughs> when he like, oh, my gosh, um, where he's is he drunk or and he's like he's he's talking to Will and he's like lifting his shirt up. Yes, and he's like walking yes. up. That walking whole around. scene makes me laugh yes. so hard. Anyway, it's a fantastic movie. Great soundtrack, too. Yes, Excel absolutely. Excellent soundtrack. OK, uh, what is the best or most interesting thing you have read or seen this week? read or seen oh man um this week i can't speak for this week but i can speak for a few weeks ago the super bowl Oof. oh that halftime show the halftime show can we do it a whole podcast epic. on that oh my yes gosh. i mean just to see all the old heads from when i was growing up mm -hmm. oh man mary j dr she dre snoop dogg so 50 good. Cent. oh it was so good. Oh my gosh, it was so good. I oh, it's so so funny. The interview I did right before this uh, was a guy by the name of Tyler Merritt, and Tyler and I literally sat and talked about the, the halftime show for like twenty Listen, minutes. Man, that set was just amazing. It was so the, good. I was just like, yo, they put energy in it. So that, I would say I, I can't speak for this week, but like a few weeks ago, that was epic. Mm -hmm. That was epic. Yeah, it was epic. Epic. Yes. I, I just and the the surprise visit from uh Fifty Cent. Uh, yeah, yep. we're just hanging upside down. I was like, what is going on yeah. right now? Oh, my, my, my kids were looking at me like, why does mom know all the words to these songs? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. Yeah, I'm just saying. Oh, man, it was so good. Okay. Uh, And then my last question is the question I ask all my guests. And that is, Anthony, what does it mean to you to run a business with purpose? Oh, man, that's so good. Uh, A business with purpose. I focus on um, influence and impact. And because I focus on influence and impacting other people, it produces income. Mm. So when you when you run a business with purpose, you're influencing and you're impacting others. And in return for that being your main focus of purpose, you get income for that. So good. So good. Anthony, this was a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for what you're doing. And uh, it was just an honor to have you here. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Oh man, this was such a good episode. I absolutely loved sitting down with Anthony. Now I wanted to give you a quick little preview for next week. Be sure to tune in next week. My guest is Tyler Merritt of the Tyler Merritt Project. He is an absolutely incredible human being. He's an author of a book called I Take My Coffee Black. He is an actor. He's an activist. He's a cancer survivor. He is absolutely hysterical. We may or may not have also discussed the Super Bowl halftime show. We laughed. Uh, we we cried. We talked about it all. You're going to love this episode. So be sure to tune in next week. But in the meantime, I would love to know what you loved about this episode, or maybe there was something that you learned. Let me know on social media. Please tag me at Still Being Molly and at Business with Purpose Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. Use the hashtag Business with Purpose Podcast. And I just cannot thank you enough for listening. If you are a first time listener of the show, welcome, new friend. Be sure to check out the archives for past shows featuring so many incredible entrepreneurs, community leaders, thought activists all those kinds of things um, who are literally changing the world. And if you are one of my regulars, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in week in and week out. Thank you for your support. Be sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast and click that subscribe or follow button. Clicking that button helps to make sure you never miss a new episode of the show. And would you do me a favor? Would you leave a review? Would you recommend this show to a friend? It's totally free for you to do. And it means the world to me and helps this show grow. And it helps us reach new people. You have no idea how much I appreciate it. Send me an email. Hello at stillbeingmolly.com. You can reach out to me. Let me know who you want to see on the show. What are some things that I can do uh, to serve you better? Thank you so much. As always, this show is edited by my incredible team at Third Wheel Media. Now, thank you so much for listening. Go do something good with purpose on purpose. 